Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols, back at you with another uh, episode. Been on a little hiatus here, um, you know, holidays and all that, moving in. A little healthcare after that. We're kind of working on that right now, but uh, we'll get into that later. Right now, we're going to bring in our guest. We have epic guest. Man been tearing up the tournament scene on the Florida Redfish League. And uh, we're going to see what we got. We got Matt Lanier in the house, Salt Strong Angler, Matt and Yak, eight rods in the back. What's up, man? <laughs> What's going on, Dustin? How you doing, buddy? Good to see you, man. Yeah, it's going, man. It's going. Good to get you. Appreciate you jumping on here, jumping on Chasing the Tide with us, man, and getting to share. Um, we're going to do a little recap and talk a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get started here, you, and then we're going to recap the uh, the latest tournament. You took the win over there in, um, in Steenhatchee, right? Yes, sir. We were in Steenhatchee for the season opener, stop one. Stop one, busting it out. Well, yeah, if you don't mind, you know, get everybody, you know, Introduce yourself, give everybody a quick background, just, uh, you know, a little fishing history. And then what, what led you into that plastic boat? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so I've been fishing my whole life. Um, started early up here on Lake Seminole. Uh, actually, uh, Dustin, you know, but that's where I live. Um, Lake Seminole is home for me. And that's where I spent a lot of my younger years. My grandfather lived up here um, right next to Wingates. A lot of people may know Wingates and Jack Wingate was my grandfather's best friend. So I grew up oh, bass cool. fishing up here since yeah. I was pretty young. Um, so, uh, but not, but just a handful of years ago, um, you know, four years ago or so, I decided to, um, start kayak fishing to do tournaments up here on the lake is what I decided. I'll start doing some tournaments up here in a kayak and, uh, so made plans, got a kayak, got one under me. And when I bought it, you know, I'm in the middle of rigging it up and a buddy of mine, he, you know, used to go out to the coast and he said, uh, Hey man, you should really take your kayak out there to the lighthouse at St. Mark's man. You know, they're busting out there right now. So sure enough, that's where I headed, you know, before I even went to uh, my own backyard, went out there to St. Mark's and, um, had like a phenomenal day, man. I probably caught 200 fish that day. And, um, I've, uh, you know, just slay them um and i've never been able to duplicate that day again but that's what set me on my path to the salt and um you know that's where i've stayed ever since and um so not long after that i just had to 
um, you know, learn everything as fast as I could. I knew, yep. knew my fair share about bass fishing, but I didn't know anything about redfish, speckled trout, flounder, you know what I mean? So I, I needed to absorb all the information I could. And that was how I found Salt Strong. Um, long story short there, signed up as a member um, to absorb everything I could. And uh, before long, you know, fast forward again, um, yep. then I started working in their social media department, um, helping them with some of their uh, posts and, you know, all of their different uh, social media accounts and, and avenues. And uh, from there, I just started, um, you know, kind of doing my own fishing content, you know, on my own and um, really just doing really well. And um, before long, there was an opportunity for me to join um, you know, the, the content team, the fishing coaches, and, and that's just how it worked out for me. And, um, I've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time on the water my whole life. And, um, you know, when I got into a little plastic boat a few years back, you know, it, the freedom of that was like something I've never experienced before. And, um, you know, I've always needed the, the freedom to just kind of be free, if you will, you know, kind of just, um, you know, no boundaries and kayak has really given me that freedom to yeah. just go anywhere, launch anywhere and, you know, get other, get where places where other people may not go and just find feet, find fish. And, um, you know, really just solace on the water, man. That's it. I mean, that was the, that was the big selling point for me was the, uh, you know, the, ability to launch wherever you know side roadside launches you know backwater stuff that the boats can't get get to that's a big plus here you know coming to texas from you know south the southeast with the tide swings we have over there i know i've talked about it before but you couldn't wade fish over there you wade fish in texas like everybody holds button or boats and jumps out and wades you know a mile mile and a half and then you know you wade your way back and kind of zigzag through it or whatever and find the fish you know um but i was like man everybody's doing that so i would wade fish before i surfed Sometimes I'd go in the moonlight and throw topwaters early on the flats down in Corpus. And then I finally, I started seeing people on kayaks, you know, 12, 13 years ago. And it's just like, dude, if I get one of those, I could fish all over the place. And then I remember, you know, I tell the story all the time. I had old, old bright yellow freaking perception pescador 12.5. And then I car topped on a little um, Toyota matrix and then a little um, Corolla S or whatever it was. And, then I did like, I was like, man, this thing's too plain. I'm going to do a little black fade on the the front, the bow and the stern. And then everybody at work would say, man, you ride around that bruised banana on the top of your car. <laughs> you know, so everybody started out in the bruised banana. So that's always been a good story, you know, about how I got in the game. You know, and that was that sit kind of just a little scooped out, kind of similar to an ocean kayak. It's got a little scoop out seat, just a seat back. So you're, you're butt was always wet and you always had i mean but i think yeah actually full transparency my first yeah. time my my sorry to cut you off my first yeah, time you're kayak good. fishing was actually when i was really young man um so um there was this uh lake that had um you know these sit-in kayaks you know like they were sit-in paddle kayaks and yeah. they were probably you know nine feet long maybe they weren't like you know anything anything special you know and um you know we used to fish in this little stock lake with with that thing you know yeah. and i didn't even know kayak fishing was a thing back then i was probably like 14 15 years old but we used to go out there and tear up little you know pan fish and yeah you know, little bass and stuff red breast, fly rods back then. Yeah, yeah yeah man yep. and um you know like it i didn't know that was a thing and then fast forward you know 20 years and it's like you know this is a sport now you know oh, yeah and, and uh yeah uh so it was it's definitely come a long way and um you know it's interesting to to see how it's definitely come full circle in my life you know how like when i was a kid i used to do that you know and i didn't even know what it was you know i didn't right. even know it was a thing and you know fast forward 20 years later and and here it is it's like that's where i've where i've returned to yeah that's pretty cool you know i, I we we had a big you know, we had a lot of neighborhood ponds. We had golf courses with ponds. And, and then I'd, I'd go to the golf course with my grandpa or, you know, or we'd go saltwater fishing. And I was always bass fishing. And they'd always be like throwing those big old stick corks on them pin number nines and 209s and big old reels. So screw this. I'm taking my lightning rod and my, my little Shimano with me throwing these stingray grubs. And I whoop up on them. They'd be throwing bait and I'd be catching just as many fish, you know. It, it's pretty funny how things progress over the years. And all this tackle we got now and uh, all this other stuff we got going on with the 
you know, with the motors and the, the pedal drive, um, you know, uh, just taken off with the technology and the, the way the boats are designed and all the accessories you have on them now, the electronics and forward facing sonar and all that good stuff. It's, it's pretty crazy how far it's came, you know, come along here lately. So, man, yeah, long way from starting that, that old bruised banana, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Woo. Well, shoot, man. Well, let's get into it. I know um, uh, the 2024 season kicked off. I know Florida Redfish Series um, started last year um, introducing their, their kayak, you know, stops as well. They added the kayaks along with their boat series, and it took off pretty good. And coming into 2024, they started out strong down there in Steenhatchee with, uh, I think, 76 anglers on the kayak side, somewhere around there, mid-70s. And, uh, and yeah, you took exactly the win. right, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, down there. yeah, we we had seventy six people in the kayak division. The boat division had um uh, eighty five, I believe, there. So um, you know, they were they were looking at you know almost one hundred and eighty people in the boat division on top of the yeah. seventy six that were in the kayak division. And uh, you know, yeah, we did come out swinging. First event of the year, we actually doubled our um, you know a season opener last year and right, last right. year was actually a record number for their events as well. So we doubled their record number last year for our season opener this year. So yeah, it's just really exciting to see how, you know, fast, uh, you know, the Florida Redfish series is growing and um, how, how fast it's taken an interest and just really kind of taken off, man. Yeah, it was cool to see that they 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 worked something out with Hobie, and it's now a you know a, a Hobie Worlds qualifier as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we're real, um, to add that yeah, to the discussion. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Real fortunate for that to uh, become a thing. Super, super grateful to both Hobie um, and Florida Redfish Series for being able to work that out. Man, that's just uh, awesome that they were able to come together and be able to figure out how to make this you know, something that brings anglers together again, you know, um, and bring back the salt into a lot of that, you know, give us, give us a chance at Hobie worlds, you know, through the saltwater series again, you know, something right. that hadn't been right. seen for a while. Yeah. We hadn't seen that since the, uh, you know, IFA events, you know, it's been a while, so it's pretty cool. You know, um, I, man, I'd love to see some side pots thrown in the mix as well. The entry fees re relatively, um, relatively low compared to what we pay for some of the, our other national level events, you know, on the bass side. And then some of ours over here. And I don't know, we, we got a lot of kickback over here in Texas on the CPR events. Um, we had people that would, we had some rounds going around where they were putting a, a sponge or something to lift the redfish up to get them within the slot. Say if they were over, they could stick something underneath them and, you really couldn't tell unless you you really had to look at stuff. But there was some stuff going around. Some people got some fish kicked from the last few uh, events in the kayak saltwater series that kind of evolved from the KBF redfish series. And I know a lot of people in Texas got a bad taste in their mouth for the CPR events. And that's why most of our redfish events are still live weigh-ins where I have a live well on my kayak and run O2 and everything and, and bring the fish in alive which is crazy. I'd love to see it go CPR just makes it easier on you're not worrying about fish care all day and all that kind of stuff. And you don't have a live well with 10 gallons of water and two eight pound redfish weighing you down as well. But luckily we have motors allowed in these events, but um, on the East coast in Florida with the tide swings, no, oh, there ain't no way I'd do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of weight tough. with those nine foot tide swings. That'd be tough as hell. But yeah, man, uh, let's get into the detail a little bit about leading up to this event, any kind of pre-fishing or anything. You don't have to give away all your secrets, but uh um just to kind of overview of the situation and then and and what what helped you uh what paid off to to take the win, you know, what you stumbled upon there. Yeah, man. So um I actually got down there a couple weeks early to start pre-fishing and truth be told i'd only pre-fished two days and uh both the two days i uh, pre-fished when i first got down there um those were kind of lackluster too um you know I, I didn't put a whole lot of stock into them you know um usually when i first get down somewhere i'm just trying to get on the water put my eyes on as much water as i can and look around so um you know i got on the water a couple days and i went and looked and um you know one of those days 
I uh, ended up getting stuck out there uh, on on dry ground, waiting on water from low oh, yeah. tides. I again, saw those man. pictures. Yeah, just, there's a few of y'all out brutal, there. Yep. Br- yep. Yeah, brutal. And um, so finally, when I you know got water back, I, I went back to fishing and I fished for a couple hours and ended up catching my first fish of the year on that day. And um, that was like the first time I uh, or second time I'd been out, but first fish I'd caught. And um, but uh, the day or so after that, I started having a lot of pain, a lot of chest pain, pain in my shoulder and, you know, my ribs and, um, you know, and it just kept getting worse. Um, debilitating pain finally ended up calling my doctor. Long story short, I uh, spent a week in bed, um, had to do a bunch of x-rays, EKG, blood work. Um, I've done an MRI. Um, we really don't have a whole lot of answers. There's some muscle tear, um, but, and there's also, you know, possibly some damage to uh, my shoulder that I had surgery on, but um, I still have to do a CAT scan or CT scan on my ribs and lungs and chest, but still trying to figure out what's going on, man. But I was in a, in pain a lot of the time I was down there is what I'm getting at. And I spent yeah. a lot of that time in bed and I didn't get to pre-fish like I wanted to. Well, um, you know, Thursday before the, the event, um, by this time everybody's down there and right i have nothing to show for the two weeks that i've been down there and my buddy comes in uh, or my buddy start coming in and um you know they uh when they get there they said look man we'll help you with your boat all you got to do is get in it you know like if you can handle everything else we can help you load and unload so yeah um we ended up hitting a couple spots and um one spot that we hit mm-hmm. we found uh, some fish and by some fish, I just mean some consistent fish. We didn't find yeah. any winners, you know, we found like 23s, you know, yeah. biggest fish we found was 24 oh, inches. Mid slot fish, you know, correct. Correct. But we found a pattern with those right. fish. And that's important. We found like, exactly. We found something distinct with those fish. We figured out the way that those fish were moving. Now, we did end up fishing a few other places and um those were really this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and tacovis is your stop for the best in western style tacovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer including men's and women's boots apparel hats bags and more all tacovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker lackluster we all caught fish at the other places that we pre-fished but we all worked for every single fish we caught we we ground out every single fish it wasn't like they were pattern fish we weren't able to like pick up a trend and say okay now i can follow this pattern all the way down this line and i'll pick up a fish at at least you know two out of three spots yeah we never found that at the other places so come captain's meeting when we all met up um you know, we just kind of talked about, you know, what the plan was and knowing that now there's 76 people coming to fish this event. Oh yeah. You know, it's a, that's a lot of people. So I'm, I'm now trying to think, you know, where are other people not going to go? Um, and you know, just trying to think about where can I go to get away from everybody, but also still put myself up in a position for success 
And um, I kept coming back in my mind to that one place that we found, you know, some fish. Um, and the reason that place was off the table from the beginning um, was because when I went out there to pre-fish or found out we don't have cell service out there. Right. And that's super important. So if you don't have cell service where you're fishing, that means if you catch a fish, you can't enter it in. If you can't enter it in, you don't have credit for it. So you could catch all the fish you want out there, but unless yeah. you get them entered in that app in the phone, right? none of it's any, none of it's any good. So automatically for me, if I can't enter my fish, that puts that spot at the very bottom for me. Yeah. But, um, by the time we'd finished out, you know, Thursday and Friday in practice and we'd gone to two other places. And, you know, by this time I've hit five different places and I've found no pattern. And, you know, I've ended up stranded on dry ground at three of the five places. Like, True. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, um, unforgiving and brutal conditions yep. blown 15 to 20 with, you know, negative a foot tides, yeah. you know, like, and you know, I that know makes a lot of difference you know, over there because they only get like what two foot tides, anyways. So you're losing a foot of water. Yeah, you're, our tides you're, aren't, yeah, yeah, it's not that big of a swing. Our tides there. aren't, our tide swings aren't large, especially during the winter. And then, yeah, you know, our flats here are actually fairly shallow, but they're wide. You know, you have a flat that's three miles wide from the shore and only two foot deep. Yes. You know, so when that whole flat dumps out, you got three miles of dry ground, you know, pretty that, much that yeah. you got to get out of. So, um, so that's what it was. That's what it boiled down to, man. Like at the captain's meeting, I'm thinking about, you know, where am I going to have water? Where can I get fish that I can get into the app? You know, so yep. <clears throat> finally I decided my, the only place I'd really found fish, cons you know, consistently was the place that didn't have phone service. Right. And, um, I, uh, you know, as much as of, of a gamble that is, and I hate to make it, I figured, um, I could do something to, you know, yeah. maybe turn that into uh, a place that I could use. So what mm -hmm. I did was on the last day of pre-fishing before the captain's meeting, I uh, went back to my camper and I loaded up my Starlink. <laughs> yeah. I put it in, in the back of my truck. And if you guys can see that. Yeah. If you're watching the video, you can video. see right there. He had yeah, a Starlink um, set up so on the I, back of the bed of the truck, so man. Dude, I had to throw the Starlink in the bed of my truck, brought it, yeah. brought it from my camper so that I would have service to be able to put in my photo, my launch Same. photo and everything at the ramp. So, yep. um, yeah, we went out there, man. And, um, really, I'm, I'm just, I'll just say that, dude, that, that day on the water, before I say anything else, it was just blessed, man. It was just, yeah. And that's a two fish, two fish combined stringer there, two fish. Total length, what? Yeah, uh, twenty-seven is the top total. end of the. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do a two fish total aggregate on our inches. Um, mm -hmm. everything goes by quarter inch. Uh, twenty-seven being the you know Upper. obviously all our fish are within slot, but we our tournament director has decided to allow us twenty-seven inch fish since we are CPR. They yes. allow twenty-seven inch fish as long as it uh, touches the line of 27 but does yeah. not cross so, it which yeah. is you know very 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 marginal but yes. um you know we proved on tournament day that unicorns do exist um you know there there is such a thing but um yeah man so just kind of jump back um when we launched there was only um you know about four other guys there um a buddy of mine garrett uh who also is a salt strong member and fishing the trail. Uh, he, he launched with me as well. Um, and, uh, since he's, he's who I practiced with. And, um, when we got out there, everybody kind of just spread out. Yeah. Everybody kind of did their own thing. Um, and we all caught the last bit of the outgoing tide during that last bit of the outgoing tide, maybe an hour, you know, all of us had to drag mm -hmm. out too. We, yeah. we got out there and we had to drag our kayaks out there to get to, you know, Oh man, um, get to, to the, the launchable water. Yeah. Yeah. To, to the flat. So when we got out there, <clears throat> we all kind of split up on the flats and just kind of went out and fingered out in our own different directions. And, um, I had a trend that, you know, in my mind that they were just holding behind the rock piles on the down current side. Mm -hmm. That's what I'd, kind of locked in my head you know like i knew the tide was going out in the, in my head the place i'm targeting is oyster bars and rocks 
So yep. I'm just trying to get on the down current side of those and follow the tide out, you know? So um, I got out to where I was about a foot and a half deep, um, about two miles off the shore um, to where there was some structure out there. And I just yeah. uh, power pulled down, started casting for about five minutes. Um, and I got my first fish uh, on a suspended twitch bait. Yeah. Um, and working and I use the those things a lot, dude. Uh, the yeah. uh, Texas Custom Lures Double D is it swims down and then kind of suspends and floats and you can twitch it and rip it and man I, I catch so many redfish in the potholes on those but I I I know what the I haven't fished Teenachi but I fished uh, Keaton Beach before and it has those mm -hmm. similar rock piles and different things luckily yeah. there there's a couple channels you can get in and get out you know there as easy as some of the ramps but. You know, if y'all are just launching from like a roadside launch where you just pull up to the flats, you know, y'all probably had what two or three hundred yard drag to get out. Yeah, we had we had about that. Well, we actually launched in a creek system, but oh, when creek. we got okay. to the mouth, when we yeah. got to the mouth of the creek system, it was flat though. You know, yeah, right? Like, there was a little there was a little water to float out the creek, but you got to the mouth of the creek, all the water had already beat you yeah. all the way all the way out already. So Dang. we got to the mouth and drag. everybody kind of. Yeah, everybody yeah. had to do some polling and some dragging, you know, oh, to yeah. get out of there, you know. No doubt. Um, you catch both your out, you know that sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Did you catch both of your um your fish that ended up winning you the event on the Twitch baits? Or did you change and, and figure something else out? So <clears throat> I actually changed something up um a little while like so once I followed that tide or I caught that first fish on that outgoing tide. Um, and I just, you know, was targeting that hard structure mm -hmm. and then, um, I sat there and that first fish was about 18 and a half. Okay. I think that's what he was. Um, and, but sitting there I'd hooked up to and lost two other fish at the same time. Um, yeah. one might've been measurable, but the other wasn't so like, yeah. and, and they were quick, you know, like, but I, I knew, so I knew then like that was comfort, but I wasn't stressing about losing them to me. Right. I was happy that I'd had the action because yeah. for me, that was confirmation that my trend or at least what I'm looking your for, pattern is working. I'm on yeah. something. Exactly. That's confidence. I'm, I'm that's a confidence I'm, builder. You put a fish on the bingo, board already bingo. and that's a big confidence yeah. boost for you in the morning and stuff. Yeah. Especially when yeah, you know, I'd you got to get your fish early. About, yeah. 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 I'd only been fishing about 30 minutes before I had that 18 and a half. And man, you know, some people may, may not be excited about a fish that barely measures, but like for me, you know, I once am. you get that first one off you, it's like, you know, yeah, we can, we stress. can, we can go to work now, you know, you go like, to work yeah, exactly. And especially knowing the signal situation there where you didn't have signal on the water and you have to get those fish uploaded by a certain time on that tournament management app. So knowing you're, you're on fish early, and can get off the water, get back to the launching time, get your fish uploaded. That takes a big weight off your chest as well, you know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I sat there and you know hooked up a couple more times. Only got one measured on the board, but um, about the time um, you know, I realized my bite's done. That's about the time I realize I'm sitting in less than a foot of water. So yeah. you know, it kind of clicks. Like, all right, you need to get out of here. You Move know, so I out. push yeah. further out. Yeah. So I get on back out, try and look for that same depth, you know, that I'd, mm -hmm. I'd found the fish in earlier <clears throat> and I just kept pushing out, man. But, uh, for the rest of that outgoing tide, it turned slack for, you know, a little bit there. I only had about another 20 minutes and I never found anything else before it went to slack tide. Yeah. Slack tide, the wind shifted mm. when it turned from slack tide, the tide or the wind started coming out of the southwest and it started it started coming jack yeah when that tide turned about you know to slack tide and then about time it started to come in that wind just started picking up heavier and heavier and we had been on a pretty good warming trend for like the three four days yeah. up till then which was a crazy because the saturday before we're in like the it 30s cold. yeah it was cold yeah we're in the 30s and then for the next five, six days, we're on a warming trend by tournament day. You know, they were, you know, I mean, I don't mean to jump ahead into what I saw, but like these fish were moving in a spring pattern. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, almost. Yeah. I know what I yeah. saw. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like this, this was false spring, what they were doing, yeah. you know? So um, I'm 
anyway, so I'm I move out there to uh, slack tide and I sit and wait. Well, during practice, me and my buddy Garrett, we've found some fish that the consistent fish that we'd found, we found them at a certain spot at a certain part of the tide, and we knew yeah. we had those fish timed. So it was all about waiting for that window, you know, that right window. So we yep, knew, sure. we knew we had to, you know, be at this spot at this time. So when that tide started to turn, we knew we had one hour mm-hmm. before we needed to be in position. So we, you know, pretty much decided that the flats was kind of the best place to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, or at least that's where I stayed, you know? So yeah. what I did was, um, before, you know, we decided to start or before we decide to start pushing in, I figure I'm going to get some time on the flat, you know, like I'm going to try and take advantage of this 45 minutes to an hour a window I got out here. So I push yeah. into the wind for about 10 minutes and just, you know, just grind it out, getting just sprayed all over yeah. me. You, oh, know, yeah. you, you know, the feeling, dude, just yep. going right into breakers and crashers like I'm busting it right into the wind, dude. And um, I in my mind, I'm thinking we'll just get into the wind and we'll catch a drift, find some good structure and we'll just start casting. You know, we'll pick yep. up, move down, start casting, pick up, move down, start. Ca- you know, we'll cover the water, you know, strategically. So that's what I do, man. I get up wind, man, and I just start, you know, long bombing, dude. And um, by this point, I said the wind's howling and, you know anybody that's ever watched my videos, they know wake baits are my thing, man. And, um, with this wind just kind of cranking up, I, I knew what, what I had to do. Like it, anything's going to get lost out here. It didn't matter. Yeah. Like I even, I was ready to start throwing a popping cork too, man. It was, it was howling. Oh, yeah. And I know people make fun of popping cork, man, but, um, I've seen uh, people win plenty of cash checks and I've had last minute, last minute heroics. On I've, the I've, court for sure. I'm telling you, man, I've, I've, I've cashed some checks for the popping cork. So like I I'm ready to start chunking, you know? So, yeah. um, but conditions are right. And with the structure, I'm thinking maybe like I could bounce this thing off of these rocks and stuff. So sure enough, I get upwind and I just start bombing down towards this rock pile. And, um, I get probably three, four cast in man. And I hook up and, um, when I hook up, I, I think I'm hung. Like, I think I've hit the rock pile and when I hit it, I just like go to yank it back to, you know, like free my, mm-hmm. my hook. Yeah. And when I go to yank back to like, you know, snatch it to me, um, it, it snatched back. And, uh, that was when I knew, like, I didn't have a rock. Like I had, yeah, I had, I, got solid, I had that man, mama. Yeah. I, I had that man. Good <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's when I, you know, realized I needed to go ahead and chill out. So I did, I got control of the fish, got his head turned. And as soon as I got his head turned, he ran straight at me. Yeah. You know I mean, straight to you, yeah. that was a second confirmation that this was a good fish. Yep. You know, like as soon as I got his head turned, like it took everything I had to keep up with him and he ran straight to me and under me and I saw him coming. So on the way I'd already gave him the drag, you know, I yep. loosened up on him. And when he was coming at me, he went straight up under the kayak, went behind the power pole, and I just turned my rod behind me and just let him have it. So he let had him almost yep. re-spooled going straight behind me. And, you know, I slowly got control of him again, lifted the power pole, let him turn me, you know, and then got to where I could fight him head on yep. again, dropped my power pole back down. And um, it felt like a 10-minute fight, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, it was probably close to like, you know, a minute and a half, but it felt like forever, man. And um, finally got him to the boat. And I, when I put this fish in the net, I knew that this fish was going to be over. Like, I even, yeah. I like, I even like, man, this fish going like to be over. You can just get that and you just see him. And you're just like, man, this thing's got some weight. He looks kind of long, man. This thing going to be over. Yep. My yep. buddy Garrett was, you know, he was a good ways away from, like, he, I don't know, probably 40, 50 yards from me. And, and he, I could hear him. He asked me how good it was. And I just said, man, it's not going to measure. It's, it's got to be over, man. And I put that thing on the board and, man, it, it slid in and it was perfect, dude. Like, Damn. I, it was, it was unreal, man. And, and I, I knew that moment, like, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. You know, the game just changed. Yep. You know what and I mean? I got a shot. Like, like I got a big shot. <laughs> the game just changed. You know, like, so I came out there to, like, just put up a respectable number. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I came out there to show up, support the event. I felt bad. Like, I'm like, there's no way I can not show up. Like, right. I didn't want to be there. I'm already in a lot of pain from, you know, whatever ailment I have. You yeah. know, like, I am i don't want to be on the water doing this. But now, everything just changed. You know, like, I wanted to come out there and catch two 23-inch fish and, you know, say, yeah, it was a good time. Glad to see everybody. Get my yeah. points and go home, you know. But right. now, the whole dynamic of this entire event just changed. It's not even 11 o'clock, and I now have top-tier fish. Like, you can't – Yeah. I have one fish you can't beat. So now right. I have a chance at Big Red. I can't – mind you, because of where I am – you can't submit. Like, the time you know, factor comes not only, Yeah. Not only can I not enter my fish, I have no idea where anybody else stands right. either. Yep. So I have no idea what any, that's another thing that like, I mean, it doesn't affect me because I'm not somebody that watches the leaderboard during my day. Yeah, I'm saying I got one thing to do. My job is find them fish and find I don't fish. worry about everybody else's standings. But, um, so I don't know where anybody else is at, but you know, if anybody else gets a 27 inch fish, whoever got theirs in first is the one that's going to get big red. So yep. I need to make sure that my fish is entered in, you know, properly manner, and yeah. on time. Yeah. So, um, at that point, like I said, the game just changes for me. Now I feel like I need another fish, you know? So I, at the same spot, I power pulled down, you know, right where I caught that, that one on that same rock pile. Yeah. And I cast for like the next 30 minutes and I just knew another one was going to show. Yeah. And I was so wrong. Nothing ever showed. Oh, Nothing man. ever came like, um, and this, and by this time now, we're getting to the time where the water level is starting to get where it needs to be for us to move to mm -hmm. where we know they're going to be stacked. So yep. exactly. So now it's, I got two fish that I wasn't even counting on and one of them's a hammer. Yeah. So I feel like I like my odds moving into position now that this tide's coming in. Mind you at this time, it's like 1130 lines out is at three o'clock because we had a fog delay that morning so we didn't get right. to start till eight so you know lines out at three o'clock so at 11 o'clock pushing in when the tide coming in i'm feeling good with my two fish at this point so we move into um you know an oyster bar and when we get there uh we power pull down and um I chunk at an oyster bar with the wake bait and I, and I get a follower and I see him come right to the kayak and I even try and hit him with like the old figure eight, man. Like he wasn't scared yeah. of me at all. Like right. he just sat there and looked at it and then turned off and, you know, swam away. Swam away. So I sat there chunking for a minute and I, I never had another taker, but that told me like they're here though, you know, yep. like, yep, I know they're here. So, um, and I changed it up. Like I threw a few different things, you know, I mean, eight rods in the back for a reason, you know, like oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm reaching behind me. I'm giving them any different look I can think of something near the top, something on bottom, you know? Mm -hmm. So finally I just, I get to that mode where I'm just covering water systematically again, you know, picking up, letting down every 10 yards, you know, so I'm not yep. spooking nothing while I drift and I pick up and I'm move in and I park down and about the time I cast in dude, um, right into the spot where we've we've identified where they were in practice, the spot we mm -hmm. think they're supposed to be now. I cast in there with the kicker crab, and because oh, uh, yeah. that's what I caught them on in practice in that spot, bumping on the rocks and oysters there. Yeah. 
So I throw a kicker crab in there from Z-Man and, and I bumping it along bottom and I get hammered, man. And I set the hook on this sucker and, and um, I get tight for a few seconds and I'm fighting him. And then I go slack. My line goes slack and I think I've popped off. Oh man. So I start reeling in real fast and then I get hit again. I'm back on and now I'm fighting this fish and then it goes slack again and I'm off. I reel in and I look at my hook. My hook's fine. My lure's just, you know, oh man, miss, you know, yeah. I don't know what happened. I lost the fish, two different fish or something. I have no clue. Throw back in there. Now, this is all within about 45 seconds. Yeah. Shoot right back in there as soon as I get back in, get my lure fixed, hook up again as soon as it falls, fight that fish for about three or four seconds. And then he pops me off clean. Like I feel it. Mm. I'm broke. Yeah, you got your own reeling oyster that slack rock. in, yep. reeling that. Oh yeah, I'm getting rocked every time. That's yep. what's happening. Like yep. I know, I know what they're doing. They're sitting yep. in these holes of these rocks, and as soon as it's coming off that rock ledge, they're hitting it and they're Boom. going right back yep. in the rock. It's just like reef fish. I'm just getting yep. rocked every time. I know what's happening. So, sure enough, my buddy um, Garrett, you know, he, he's just watched me miss my shot on three fish. And, you know, he shoots about the same area and um, he hooks up, you know, um, and then he comes in with the fish and he's fighting his. I turn around by the time he's hooked up or he hooks up and I holler at him. I said, if there's a kicker crab in that fish's mouth, it's mine. It's so, mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just want my hook and my lure yeah, back. My yeah. Yeah. I grab a new rod, chunk back in there with the wake bait because I know they're rocking me every time. So yeah. I'm thinking if I can keep something up a little bit in the column, you know, maybe I got a fighting chance to get yeah. them out of there. So sure enough, that's what I do, man. I burn the wake bait across the top and um, I hook up, double up with Garrett. Um, that's our, that was our second double up of the day. That 27 I caught, he had caught a 23 at the same time too. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, we got our fish in. His was uh, about 23 or something like that. So he's now got two measurable fish. Yeah. I got two good measurable fish. Mine ended up being 25 and a quarter. Oh, and, yeah. Um, so let me just back up and punt for a second. So when we were waiting that hour or whatever, and I told you I'm just bombing at this rock pile, man, and I'm yeah. struggling and I'm hurting. I made a move, you know, I told you I pushed up into the wind and went hiking for a minute on solo mission trying to find something. And, when I did, man, I, I had a conversation with God. Um, you know, like I, I'm not one to pray to win. You know, like I don't. I, yeah. That's that's not. I don't. I don't feel like that's that's the right thing to pray for right there. And, right. Um. But I. But I do pray to do my best, and I do always pray that yep. you know everybody's safe and has safe. a good time. You know, I always pray before we yep. launch and everything. But, um, you know, like. That day I was having just having a conversation with God, man. I was really struggling out there in a lot of pain and, um, you know, didn't want to, you know, I knew I, I, there's no way I could, I could grind out another four hours on the water in these conditions, casting, you know, just trying to hit targets and hope for the best to win this thing, you know? Yeah. So I really, you know, um, was just going to be grateful for anything. So I just kind of prayed and asked God, I was like, Hey man, you know, it's me again. <laughs> you know, you, you give me a 23, 24 inch fish. I'm gone, dude. Like I'll go to the hill. I'll go. I mean, you know, any, any mid slot fish, you know, I'll, I'm I'll gone. go cheer on everybody from dry yeah. land, dude. I'm good. I don't care if I win. I just want to weigh respectable fish yeah. and, um, you know, do well, you know, I want to be able to perform to the best of my ability. So that's what I did, man. I prayed, you know, that, you know, he helped me, you know, get through what I could and um, be able to push through and be able to perform like I'm able to. And um, so when I got down there and caught that fish and got him measured and took my picture, man, I was like, um, it's it's all on film, man. I was like, it's y'all know about buck fever. You've heard of buck fever. Like, um, like there was a moment right there, man. I almost, you know, I told Garrett, like, I, I'm about to cry, man. Like, you know, it was just, I came out to just, you know, prove to myself that I could get out there and do it and, yeah. and to go out there and, and, and mess around and stumble on the fish that I did, man. I knew that trip was blessed, you know, like it yeah. wasn't, 
you know, I put myself to be in a position for success, but there was definitely a higher power at work there, man. And and I definitely had a great day. I ended up um turning to my buddy Garrett and I told him, I was like, Hey Bubba, so um I don't want to leave you, but I gotta go. Um, I yep. gotta and he I gotta go get these fish in, you know, like you know, I don't want to leave you. What do, what do you want me to do? And he said, no, you need to get out of here. Go get those fish don't in. Get. So that's yeah. what I did. I ended up making a long hike back and it was about um an hour and 15 minutes for me to get back to the truck. By the time I got back to the truck, I'd left the fishing grounds at like 1245. When mm-hmm. I got back to my truck, it was two o'clock and there was and, only an hour left in fishing. Mine's I had no out idea was, what it was three three and then do yeah. they have a submission so had, window as well after it lines out is there like an extra 30 minutes like yeah. most tournaments okay we had an hour grace period so lines oh, out at three okay. submissions in by submission four, by four. Uh, oh that's cause cool. yeah because our our range was so wide for the right. event and just like this a lot of the areas don't have service so yep. you know they wanted to make sure everybody had equal opportunity to be able to get their entries in you know and if if i hadn't had starlink you know i would have had to get off the water an hour and a half early just to be able to drive to service to get submissions in so yeah. you know that's one thing you have to take into account when you fish in a place like that so yeah i finally got back to the ramp at two o'clock man got got the satellite plugged in at the truck and uh got the app open and finally got the submissions in and but they'd cut the leaderboard off Mm -hmm. at 12 o'clock so i had no idea i never got to see the scoreboard all day i didn't know what anybody's fish were i didn't know what anybody had right i had no idea where anybody was all day so all i knew was what i had that was it so it, it really was like full suspense all day. Because, right. You know, yeah. You were on edge. Was, um, and that's, that's kind yeah. of the most exciting wins is when you don't really know what's going on and they call you, they keep calling. They say, okay, so-and-so with this many inches, you're like, oh crap, I have more than that. And then so-and-so, and then taking the win with, you know, whatever. And then you're like, man, it was real. It's like super exciting, you know. And your emotions, the feel good, the feels hit you, you know. And it's, man, I've, dude, there's there's some feels going on when your name gets called on that top, buddy. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> it was it was good, man. man. And and yeah. and the fact that I got to um, I got to you know my buddy who was fishing with me when I left. Um, you know, I ended up when I told him when he ended up showing back up to the ramp, and I said, man. I'm sorry I left you, you know, like he made it back when lines were out and after tournament was over. And, you know, I said, man, I'm so-, I waited for him. I said, man, I'm sorry. I didn't want to leave you. You know, I'm- yeah. he said, no, man, I- it's all right. And I said, man, truthfully, me leaving you was probably the best thing that could have happened to you. Like, you know, like now you're you're in the zone, you're playing your game, too, yeah. you know, like you're not worried about me, you know, and, you know, we're not shooting um on the same flat together. You know, I mean, um, yeah. so, yeah, he ended up. Um, coming out with a couple good fish as well, man. Upgrading both his fish and ending with Dang. a third place finish. Um, nice, you know, solid. My buddy Garrett Boinkin, but um, huge kudos to Pamela Worth though. Let me yeah, just like stop a second, for a second. Right? Like Pam came in, Pam came in second by a quarter of an inch. Now, like oh, that's that she put up fifty two inches. That's yeah. that's two twenty six inch fish. Twenty six inch average. That's yeah. a solid. That's solid That's when you're solid when you top show, out at 54, man. right? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. And mind you, this is the same lady that just put on a clinic, a two-day showstopper at the championship in November as well. Like, right, right. Huge, huge kudos to Pam, Big man. Kudos to Pam. My hat's off Need to, to get her, her man. She is, she's definitely a hammer, yeah. a, a certified swinger, man. She's no definitely doubt, crushing. Man. Yeah, and that's it. That was that January 27th stop at in, in Steenhatchee at Seahag Marina, uh, Florida Redfish Series. Man, they uh, they got a Panhandle Division two, um, and an East Coast Division. The next event is February 24th in Panama City, at Bay Point, and then they go to Jacksonville on March the 16th for at Jim King Park Ramp. April 6th, Crystal River at the Plantation. May 4th, Panacea. I'll see y'all at that one. Rock Landing, Woolley Park. And then June 1st at St. Augustine to be determined. Maybe they'll 
we'll our panacea and crystal river dates have actually been swapped oh so um, panacea is april the, the 6 dates now. are the same correct the dates are the same just okay. the locations you're right 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 so yeah yeah so there's just 6, a scheduling panacea. conflict with something in the yeah okay that and should I be updated off. on their website i am off and i am coming to that one I'll be there Wednesday. Awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> All of that information. I'll need a be place to stay. Whoever's website. out there listening. <laughs> yeah. I'll find somewhere to stay. I, I like that area too. I like, uh, I don't know if St. Mark's is going to be inbounds for that. Um, I have to look at the boundaries because I fished that area quite, quite a bit. Um, I like that area over there. I sure do. Yeah. Man, that's going to be a killer fishery, series, man. dude. The only for thing. Sure, that, for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm a little outspoken on things and, and I have my opinion just like everybody else does. Um, there are six events, but all six events count to the AOI. That kind of sucks for out of state guys that want to come over because normal, normally the series series have, you have some throwaways, like at least two say with a six event series, their best four usually counts or your best or your, or if you got a five event series, your best three. So maybe if, some more opinionated people might say something for next year. They might kind of help that out a little bit because that's what's keeping me from going to all of them because there's no way I can swing right. all six events living in Texas uh, 15 hours away from Jacksonville and St. Augustine. It's a little less to Pan Panacea and Panama City. It's 11. Um, it's a good haul for me to get over there. I know y'all had some guys. Y'all had uh, Andrew Imes came down, Joe Camiotti. Y'all had a couple of yep. couple of guys from North Carolina, South Carolina come down as well, and other in Georgia. Yes, some real, um, some real hammers, man. Shallow water of, odyssey, real... that guy. Yeah. So it's good Mike to see Dunn the diverse crowd. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, it's good to see yeah, the diverse crowd, but but man, it it I feel that it, there'd be even more if 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 you had a couple of events you could drop because that way you ain't got to make all six, which is tough, especially trying to see us fish some of the Bassmaster events and some freshwater stuff as well. It just yeah man was, I, I don't was, have um, one thing start one thing in mind i want to do a lot of them <laughs> yeah it was brought up um the tournament director he's a he's aware um of the, the how it you know kind of uh is kind of divided up in other trails or other series yeah. you know where you have yeah. you know drop events um and he's not necessarily against that at some point in the future i think right but um he's still just trying to you know build uh, no, a, a lot of participation and yeah build um, a legit trail and, he's doing you know, a great maybe job there's an opportunity for him to uh add a couple more stops to where he can keep six you know i yeah. think that may be what he may be looking be to do at some point in time yeah. maybe having an eight event series and you know taking the best six at one point you know but um yeah. you know there's a lot of room for growth there man and um you know we are only only the second year with kayaks right so, um you know and so it's still growing man mm. and um there's still <clears throat> there's still a lot that they're they're probably going to yeah. introduce over the next year oh yeah and introduce and add a couple where they allow motors too that would be awesome <laughs> That's definitely something I think they have a hard <laughs> limit on, man. Um, man. I think that that's where they're drawing the line for now. Anyway, maybe, yeah, maybe in a year tough, or two though. they might re reassess or re. Uh, With Hobie know. BOS allowing them now, and and I mean, I'm gonna tell you now on the East Coast, I grew up fishing over there. There ain't gonna be many spots I'm fishing without a motor over there, especially Jacksonville, Fernandina. That, that tide moves too much too hard in places and it's it's just for fatigue especially later in the year the hot months man I, i'm i'm decent shape but i'm gonna tell you it makes a hell of a difference to spread the field out and everything i'm i'm all for well i mean yes I'm, I'm i'm on torquito's team and i promote the hell out of them but i know what i can do with one and i know i can cover 30 miles in a day no problem <laughs> you know and then again, I have yeah. my pedal drive and I do events where there's no motors, motors like the Galveston Redfish series last year still didn't allow motors. And we did 11 miles one day, you know, no problem, but we don't have a nine foot tide swing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something you know, that's, you know, that, that, uh, that's different. There's man. pros and cons and, for know, all of it, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. For yeah. sure, man. For sure. But dude, man, you know, great, great info and, and, uh, Congrats on that big win over there with a that was a stacked field too. 76 anglers taking the top top spot with that. Man, that's a, that's an accomplishment for sure. I know yeah, you're looking man, forward to the next to stop. 
for sure. Yeah, my hat's off to everybody that fished that event, man. Like there were some real hitters that showed up, man. I that's the thing, man. Like it was, you know, just like you said, it was one of those wins that you know you you aren't really like prepared for, you know. Yeah. Um, granted, you know, I, I I do well, you know, I I do well as it is, but I wasn't doing well at the time, you know. Right. Right. So for me to have won that one and to know that the field doubled and just like you were talking about like you know there's man i I, the people that showed up to fish this thing like they're they're not just anybody you know like there's people that know how to not no slouches man a bunch of bunch of hardcore guys like us (laughs) exactly and um i respect the heck out of all of them because you know like when i first came into the saltwater game these are the people i look up to you know yeah and um you know now i'm fishing you know shoulder to shoulder with them and i'm able to hold my own you know like dave um, brandon barton i'm sure benton parrot will come out Panama City event. I'm sure Benton's fishing that one. He's well known. I fished um, the Panama event with him last year, so um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to try and talk him out of out of uh, out of retirement again for for another hoorah one time. But yeah, oh, yeah, man. So I mean, with all those names that are showing up, dude. Like I respect all these guys. You know, like Shoot, I yeah. know what they're capable of. You know, they're good at what they do. You know, so for me to come out and stand at the top, man with you know my friends and my peers there you know that that's yeah. what that's the real win for me that's killer. you had your family you know, there just, too huh uh no not for this one they were there for, for the this. championship okay yeah they yeah family was there for the championship um but uh and and you know i uh managed third place at the championship right we locked up angler of the year there and um, that was yeah, at crystal river right the championship that. Or the Crystal uh, River, the or the championship was Steen Hatchy as well. Okay, cool. So you're already kind of familiar with the area too. That's, that's yeah, great. yeah. We had just come off the championship uh, in November, so November. And then we're coming back two months later for uh, for the season opener. Yeah. Well, killer. Um, now that I know that dates change, I'm putting in vacation for that event, and I'm coming out. I'll if y'all want to rent a house brother. or something or or whatever y'all are doing, Courtney, or I'm sure we'll figure something out. I'm gonna get in on that one for sure um but yeah we're gonna know man oh shoot yeah i'll be ready to go yeah but no i'm gonna throw some other stuff your way man man that's a hell of a win i know that well i got this deal i do called pick three but obviously you got way more rods than three and i do but yeah if you had to pick your three favorite setups um rod and reel give me what they are the length um the reel and then what baits you'd have tied on your top three go (laughs) all right man um probably one of my favorite setups uh is my wake bait setup um i run that with a tfo pro and a bg mq 3000 um that's uh on that spinning gear and um so and then um probably another favorite is the salt strong slot machine that's our custom rod at salt strong um high modulus just outrageous sensitivity and yeah. I can use it for anything and everything right now. I'm, I have, I have two of them and I'm running one with a BGMQ, but I'm running another one with a Daiwa Tatula. And that is, I'm loving that. I've been yeah. um, using that for, for a little while. And that's, that is quickly becoming a favorite of mine. Um, not just the rod, the rod is immaculate, but that reel is, is awesome as well. Um, and uh and i'm using like paddle tails or jerk shads on that and then um my third would probably be one of two man it's um it's a bull bay and it's either going to be the banshee or the bolt the bolt is probably my favorite for all around that's what i had the kicker crab on when i broke off um the bull bay bolt is a great rod and i like it because it it can do a lot of things for mm-hmm. me like good all around if i need yep. to retie i can retie on that rod at any time because it'll it'll do whatever i need it to and yeah. the sensitivity is great on it it's you know not a break the bank rod but you know the quality on those blanks is really good um and uh 10 pound line on all of those uh and 20 pound mono andy mono man yeah 10 pound braid to like even 20 that pound day, Andy that for, on the water. Yeah. Yeah. That day on the water when I broke off, I said, yeah. uh, I, it's on camera. I said, um, like, so I, I caught that fish. Right. And, um, I, I brought him in and, you know, 
and it was that big one. I broke off in the rocks and stuff, so I brought that fish in, put him on the board, and saw what he was, took my picture, and I said, if there's two things you're going to trust in, it's Jesus Christ and Andy Mono, son. Andy Mono, there you go. Because <laughs> I, I just broke off on, on Floro and, like, put yeah. that Andy Mono right Andy back Mono in on. there. Yep. And it was, listen, it was it was good, man, um, for sure. Like, a lot of people believe in fluorocarbon, and, I, and I'm not saying that there aren't perks for it, Mm -hmm. But uh, monofilament is 100% abrasion resistant, um, you know, superior, 100% yeah. superior uh, over, to, over fluorocarbon fluoro. uh, yeah. as far as abrasion resistance. Yeah, and you're and we're talking clear water applications down there, too. That water around there is pretty, the visibility is pretty damn good, you know, for sure. It so gets, you're, not throwing, you're not throwing straight braid. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it gets tannic and it does get cloudy sometimes. Sometimes, um, yeah. You know, but. Um, we had a we had a incoming tide for most of the day, so everything we had that day was pretty clear pretty, where pretty we were. Clarity was, yeah, couple foot easy, two three foot visibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I man, I love you know the assortment of baits you have on the water nowadays. You know, stuff you can use. You know, the twitch baits, the wake baits. Dude, there's stuff I do to my wake baits here because we have some deeper flats. You know, that might might get down to three three and a half foot. You know, here and there with the potholes and everything, and I. I take some of the, you know, the fly tire, it's got the lead wire. I wrap them around the front treble hook and they suspend. I get my wake baits to suspend like two foot under the water. That's another, it's like a shallow running crankbait that, you know, that don't run quite as deep as a square bill. But, you know, if you're listening out there, uh, the bass eat the crap out of them things too, around, you know, eelgrass and, 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 uh, submergent hydrilla. Um, if you yeah, don't know, been, uh, you know, probably... maybe I ain't supposed to share it, but oh, well, um, there are certain ones I use. Yeah, there's certain ones I use that that that, that I use. But uh, man, uh, we've been uh, um uh, we've been prototyping one at Salt Strong. Where I should be, um, in pro or it's in production now. It should be available by spring. Um, <clears throat> my custom wake bait. We've kind of taken some yeah. designs and some things from a few different, made some tweaks, and um, you know, kind of releasing something that's a little bit different. Um, you know, I'll be excited to see that one. Yeah. yeah, man, it's, we're not, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel, yeah. but there's, there's a couple things that I've found, like I've used them for a long time and there's a couple yep. things that I've found that are uh, common, like that I feel are a negative or a con to a lot mm -hmm. of them, all, almost all of them straight out the box. Um, and there's some things that you can fix straight out the box yep. and there's some things you needed to redesign. So mm -hmm. we, we, you know, redesigned a lot of the things, um, that we thought we needed to, and, you know maybe change a couple things. And I think we might even do another one that runs, you know, maybe that foot and a half, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. 15 incher, you know, yep. um, up under the surface. I, um, I burn them know, as so fast as I can reel them on a seven, two, and I get them down there. There there's, there, there's ways to fish it. There's people that just reel them real slow and they zigzag on the top. That's fine and dandy, but there's other ways to do it. I rip it like a jerk bait. Like I'm sharing, maybe I'm sharing too much. Maybe it's TMI, but I, <laughs> I that's that's my search bait for sure. I can it's find juice for that man. thing. The that's the juice. It's the juice. When, when all else fails, there's a popping cork in a in a, especially under with submerged structure, a wake bait. That's it right. sells big time. One time, one time for my big man time. Courtney with the with the tourist rig and the popping cork. My oh, man yeah. showed up for for the championship, <laughs> caught two fish on a popping cork within thirty minutes of getting out on the flat. Looked at me and said, "I'm gone. I'm gone." <laughs> like Bye. Courtney, he cut, he cut a check at the cool championship guy. on the popping cork. He probably spent an hour and a half on the water total. Yeah. <laughs> man, I just got I just got these braid Osakana slides. They're, it's a soft plastic glide baits. Oh, those look cool, man. They're they're not super heavy. They're a little under two ounces. And um and they uh dude, I'm on I've been on the trout on the on the glides. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw them ladyfish glides you had the other day. Oh yeah, that's that's Donkey Bay. There's there's a mullet one right there. Look at that one. Yeah, that looks cool. And these oh crap, what happened? Dustin, watch out something popped up on my screen no no don't do it yeah but yeah uh man dude that's killer wake baits i'm excited okay and then we had to pick three now we got a quick five just answer it just one or the other you can give me the answer I'm not sure if you're 
football or baseball fan, but we I just throw stuff out there. But here, redfish or trout? Redfish. Tops or tails? Mm. Top water or plastic? Yeah, tops or tails. Top water, man. Top always water, yeah. top water. Always top water always blow. Top yeah. water. Barbecue always or top water. seafood? Uh, seafood. There you go. Jaguars or the dirty birds, the Falcons? Or neither? I got the good. I got the good Jaguars, man. All right, right on. Braves or Devil Rays? Uh, I'll sauce it up with the Devil Rays, man. There you go. All right. All right. Sauce yeah, it there up we with go. The Devil Rays. <laughs> right on, man. I always like to throw something a little off the hip there and, you know, get, get a little deal. I just kind of go, you know, regional specific with teams and stuff here and there or food or, or lures or something. You know, we always – we like right, to have man. fun here on Chasing Tide. I'm a little damn high strung and everything, so we got to keep it real. You know, all good. So, yeah, man, it's been a great having you on the show, man. We're over a little over an hour right now. I'm sure my wife wants to get in the bedroom. You know, she had a long day. She was already napping. I had to kick her out earlier. <laughs> so, man, uh, we got time for uh, some shout outs. You want uh, got any sponsors you want to, you know, give some love to and then give some love to the Florida Redfish Series for, man, kicking off of the second season. Great fashion with a lot of anglers and all that, man. Stoked. You can have the mic. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, Salt Strong, number one saltwater fishing club in America. Um, absolutely. I'll, uh, Dustin, I'll give you a link. If anybody wants to uh, get a free trial to Salt Strong, I'll give Dustin a free link, um, you know, so you guys can get a free trial, uh, get access to that. But um, it's really what made all of that possible, man. The data that we got from our Smart Fishing Spots app from that map i can get on there and see everywhere i need to fish know all the information i need about any type of structure points oyster bars it's all yep. in there um you know hobie fishing sun jammers huge thanks to the folks at sun jammers for always uh really just going above and beyond uh any any kayak needs in northwest florida definitely check out sun jammers in destination panama city um and uh definitely uh hobie eyewear for sure uh, love the new glasses from Hobie Eyewear. Definitely wouldn't be able to see them fish without without the glasses. We appreciate uh, Florida Redfish Series for their hard work. Definitely putting on a great series for us, man. Um, definitely uh, looking forward to uh, finishing out another great year, man. For sure. Shoot, yeah, brother. Yeah, if y'all want to follow along Matt on his adventures, y'all check him out on in Instagram at Matt in a Yak, M-A-T-T-I-N-A-Y-A-K. And then YouTube channel, what you got? Uh, they can just check out Salt Strong, man. Uh, Salt my, Strong, you're really on Salt. Okay, you get YouTube. content for Salt Strong. Okay, 10-4. Yeah, I don't really keep up with mine anymore, man. Um, Same. But yeah, they can check me out on on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, you know, I'm on I'm on the socials, but YouTube, find me on Salt Strong. SaltStrong.com. There you go. Check it out, man. Subscribe to Salt Strong. Lots of good info out there. Lots of great uh, fishing coaches out there, just like Matt himself. Uh, man, big props on the win. Appreciate you coming on. And uh Y'all check him out on social, follow him along there. And we'll see y'all next time on Chasing the Tide. Thanks to Waterloo um, Rods for supporting my show. And thanks for tuning in to Palo Fin. We can do this without all the listeners. We appreciate y'all. And we'll catch y'all next time. Hang tight, Matt. We'll be done here in a second. I'm going to run this ender right now. All right.